Bottles of a Baz. I'm Ronnie Adams. And I'm Jacob Casas. And today we have Rose Polaris. And this episode is called Rose Petals. So, Rose, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do? So, I'm an esthetician. I basically work all day. <laughs> That's all I do. Um, I've had a business now for about almost 14 years, and it's Aesthetics by Rose. Um, so, yeah, I just basically work a lot and hike, and that's pretty much my life and travel. So you have any siblings? I do. I have a brother and sister. I'm actually the baby of three, so my sister's the oldest, and then my brother. So, yeah. so why don't you tell us how and why you got into the industry you got into? So I got into it because my brother, he was actually uh, dealing with acne. I hope he doesn't kill me for mentioning this. But um, he was dealing with acne, and I didn't know the effects that it, you know, had on people. And one day he just kind of came to me and told me that, you know, he just didn't, you know, like his skin and just how it really affected him. So, you know, as a sister, it makes you, you know, feel a little sad for your siblings. So... At the time, actually, I was um, into business and psychology, and that's what I wanted to go to school for. But then I ended up looking into, um, uh, actually, I was looking to be, like, a doctor. Like, I was just looking into, like, you know, to be a skin doctor. But then I came into or found estheticians, so, and it was way less school. So I just decided to do that. And so I just really, really fell in love with it. Um, actually, my brother was my guinea pig through it all. So I saw his skin change, him change, and I just knew that this is what I wanted to do. And, and I enjoyed every single bit of it. And just seeing, you know, his change just made me so happy. So I just kind of knew that this is what I wanted to do. And I've always wanted to have a business. I just never knew what. So it kind of fell hand in hand that this is like what my goal was in life, that I wanted to have my own business. So I did have to go through the steps of, you know, my first job was, that was um, the yeah, as an esthetician actually at Glen Ivy. So I got my foot in the door and worked at Glen Ivy. And then from there, I worked for um, a plastic surgeon in Orange County, the Orange County Surgical Center. And then from there, my, I had a friend that called me. It was actually during the economy crash, too. Um, she wanted a more stable job, so she was leaving her business and asked if I wanted to take over her office. So um, I was like, okay. Like, well, actually, she was like, I'm going to give you an hour. So decide because then she was going to have to tell the owner of the building. You know, if not, then they'll just look for somebody. You had to fill an it hour in. to make a life-changing yes. decision. So I literally sat Thank in you. my car at lunch, and I was eating, and I was just like, okay, I need to call her back and tell her. So I called her back, and I... I told her, and then I was like, okay, what do I do now after this? And then she was like, you need to get a business license, get a business name. And then, so I had to, like, literally get a business name within, like, two days. Because oh. I couldn't touch, I could not work on anyone or do anything until I got all those things. And so I had to decide of a business name and then get a license, the business license. And then, then I was able to move in. During that time when she gave you that time limit and the time had to come up, that what were you feeling at that moment? Because a lot of entrepreneurs, or a lot of people that want to be entrepreneurs, do want to know like the feelings, how you feel about that, and how you were you scared? Were you any fear? I was over the top scared. I was like, "What am I doing? Is this gonna be like 
how's this going to work? Because it was during the economy crash. So, you know, it was really, really scary. But I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I literally started with, like, the basic equipment. I didn't even have... I had skincare, but I didn't have, like, the whole line of the skincare that I was using. I literally just... I bought the machines just that I needed and just kind of just started with that. And it was scary. I had more down days and I had good days. Um, this was probably at the time where MySpace was ending and then there was Facebook, but there wasn't a marketplace. So it was just Craigslist doing flyers, doing the footwork, sitting and waiting. Um, I remember that year, though, that Yelp did come out. So that was a little bit of like a help. But... I had days where I was just sitting for 10, 12 hours, you know, waiting for somebody to either walk in or call. A little um, slow start. Very, extremely slow start. It was... How uh, long was it like that for you? It was probably like that for like, I don't know, maybe a year. And I, how, I I, and in your mindset at that time, right? Like what was going through your mind for that slow year then? Like, like I mean, thoughts of quitting and trying to go back to work. Was all kind, what kind of thoughts were going through your mind? Every day I wanted to quit. I am not lying. Every day I wanted to quit because I was like, you know, obviously you're not really making that much money. Like there'd be times I'd have maybe three clients, maybe five clients within a week. Um, Sometimes only 10 clients in a month. And so I just remembered I felt so defeated every single time. And I'm like, maybe I should get a part-time job. So eventually I actually did. Like I had... Um, a satellite office that I was working out of in Ontario. It was like at a med spa. And then it was okay there, but then I knew I had to just put 100% back into the Corona location. So then I was like, I'm going to go back to my actual main location. And I just knew I had to just sit there and keep pushing every day. And I, then I started getting like a client here and there. Tell, tell me, tell us why you decided to keep pushing though, because there's a decision that you had to make. Yes. So, so think back to the moment where you're like, okay. There's a decision I'm going to make. I'm either going to go back to work or I'm going to keep them trying to do my business. Well, so the clients that I did have, even though I felt defeated, I remember my dad actually asking me. He was like, hey, how many clients do you have? And I think it's like 10 or whatever. And he was like, okay, those 10 people you actually worked really, really hard to get, right? And I was like, yes. He's like, so then you'd be giving up on yourself and them. So I just, uh, it just hit my head in a way that, I'm like, okay, I just need to keep pushing, keep going. And so, honestly, that's what, like, kept me really pushing. But I'm not going to lie. I And I tell everyone this. I had way more down days than the up days. But when those up days came, then I was like, okay, like, this is the feeling that I want to have more and more of. So I just kept pushing it. Well, that's the thing, too. That's, that's the different of the mindset of a howler from a badge, though. Because with the days that you know you just feel defeated – you just always keep pushing forward. Yeah. And if you give up, you feel like even more defeated. So it's yes. like you, you start working for somebody and you feel depressed. You know what I mean? You don't want to have to go back to that because this is there's no plan B. You just want to keep going and moving the whole time. So that's why I wanted to pull that out because it's like people that want to be entrepreneurs, they need to hear this stuff because, you know, entrepreneurship is like 1% of the world. So yeah. I feel like people need to hear that. Yeah. So, so a little bit more about yourself. Growing up, what did, did you ever think that you were going to be a business owner? Like, what was your goals and what was your uh, dream to be? 
growing up? So actually, I wanted to become a veterinarian, but then when I learned like how much schooling it was, um, and then also when you actually started thinking about what the job entailed, like you know putting animals down and all of those things and seeing sick, sad animals, then I was like, I don't know if I could do this. So. Uh, it was very different when I was younger. I, it really wasn't something I thought about, I think, until maybe later. So, um, At what age did you feel like you were ready? Or are you gonna, or, I know it was pushed, almost business was right. almost pushed in your life. Yeah. But, you know, during college, did you know, going to school, did you think that, you know, want a desire to run your own business when you were in college? Actually, it was when I worked for this company called Vector, and they sold Cutco knives. Um, so I know it's funny because some people, when they hear about it, they kind of, you know, laugh about it or, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you worked for that company. I worked for Cutco, too. Okay, so, yes. So I actually <laughs> door, was... Door selling knives. Yeah. They were really great knives, expensive knives. Yes. Shout out to Cutco. Yeah, know, right? Along. They are the best knives. Um, but I, so working for actual vector, like there were so many things that I learned within working there. Just I picked up so many skills. I learned so much. Um, and then just all the successful people that you end up, you know, being Me, around. Right. Yes, your friends that, you know, you gain from there. So I think it was from there that I just, like, thought, like, oh, okay, like, maybe I do want to have a business one day. Because you were running, basically, when you're selling the knives, uh, you're basically running your own business at that yeah. time anyway. Well, I wasn't really, like, that was more super part-time. I was actually working in the actual Vector company, but I did that super part-time. But gotcha. I was, you know, obviously, I was always in the office. I was around all the successful people, the managers, everyone. So it was just the environment was super amazing, very uplifting. And again, just being around all those successful people, like I just wanted, you know, to have that in my life. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, been an amazing I do want to go back a little bit because um, I want to talk about your schooling. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it'll be important to tell them what kind of schooling you had for your skincare. Yeah. So I went to school to become an esthetician. So it was a year program. And then after that, I did do, you know, other classes. So that way I can get into the medical side of aesthetics. And then I take classes throughout the year every year because the industry is always evolving. So you always have to stay up to date. And that's part of, you know, my what my clients even say that they love is that that I'm always taking classes and I'm always going to the skincare shows throughout the year, every year, because you have to stay updated with everything, the technology. And perfecting your craft. Yes, yes. But what about the science behind it? Because I remember you talking to me about that. So what is the science behind what you do? Of like the... Skincare. Like uh, you, I remember you talking to me about that before. Well, you know, with the products, you know, like I tell people, like, it's important to choose the right companies for, you know, your business. And so for me, like the brands that I use, like they're always improving the science behind, you know, the brand. So and then having the machines also aid in those in the treatments, too. So that's why it's important for me to really stay on top of the technology and just, you know, the companies that I use that, you know, really stand behind the science of it. Does skin, does skin color have anything to do with the science behind it, like the certain products that you use? Um, yes. So, you know, like, for example, sunscreen, you know, like, because I do have, you know, everyone that comes into my treatment room. So, yes, and even with, with yeah, the products, 
there's different treatments that I do depending on how I'm going to treat the skin. So mm -hmm. it just all depends. Everyone's different. Everyone's skin's different. The, the tone is different. Mm -hmm. The color is different. So you definitely, it's so important to know the, um, the pH scale too of, of, you know, the skin. So mm -hmm. that way you know what to do. What to use on each yes. in, in different individual. Yeah. So that's why it's, it's literally so important to just stay in the know of of you know just skin in general so i always tell people like stay a student to the game like always always stay a student there's always something you can learn no matter how long you've been in the industry you can take retake a class that you've taken 10 years ago that you're like oh I, i think i might already know everything but then there's always something to learn regardless there's always like a little piece you could pick up and remember or just relearn and then that you could apply back into your to your business and the more knowledge you know the more people will come to you and yes. trust you to do work on them right correct and that's what my clients exactly say and that's why they're so comfortable when they come in um you've actually had facials before had a, a lot of facials. yeah lots of facials <laughs> lots of facials um of my clients nice. you didn't tell me about the facial <laughs> <laughs> man i need a facial i was getting zapped and everything everything well, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> but like when holding out <laughs> but when he comes in like he doesn't he like he just lays down and i just kind of do my thing and, and i think that's because you know like you're comfortable when you come in and you know that he i'm gonna know what science. to do yeah exactly and that's like my clients when they come in they're just like just do your thing mm -hmm. you know do whatever now unless like there's a specific treatment people want then they'll tell me like microneedling or chemical peels um then they'll tell me but anything other than that they just lay down and just kind of let me do my thing yeah it's crazy because um they are different like they're not like yeah. you just go in there and just get a facial and leave right? yeah no you're like she has like all these special tools and Uh, just like if you're like a, a technician, like you're like tripping out on what's going on in there. It's like, literally never the same too. Yeah, and I'll get zapped sometimes. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, what's going on over here? And I walk out, and I feel like I look like a baby. <laughs> My baby, you know? I mean, yeah. Like, hey, because I went to um, I, I'm gonna even say this. I went to Hawaii. Yeah. And I was surfing out there a lot. When I, I came back, this. my forehead was just weird. It looked like. Looked like a friend of ours' whole face. <laughs> like, it just looked bad. I was like, what the heck happened to my forehead? And it wouldn't go back to normal. I remember that, yeah. I literally started going to her because of that. I was like, what's going on with my freaking forehead? It looked all just beat up. You know, so I started going to her and mm -hmm. she fixed it all for me. She just kept, yeah. kept going to her. Yeah, yeah. yeah and just literally, because it was crazy, yeah, right? It, was... it wouldn't go back to normal. I was just, I got sunburned and just wouldn't go back. <laughs> I remember when you were sunburned. So. <laughs> He was sunburned. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I need a lot of work. And get this taken care of. I know it's been a while since you've been back, by the way. And then she would talk to me like, um, you know, like talking about your skin, like philosophical. You know what I yeah. mean? You're like, whoa, I didn't know all this. I didn't know I needed to do all this. You yeah, know? and I try to explain to which I do during the facials. Like I'll explain like what I'm doing, so that way they know and they're not like completely shocked by the shock. Right. <laughs> so, like, what's going on with me? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, that was really cool. They're different. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, you need to come in sometime. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go on. How does your faith and belief in God play a part in your business and your life and your expectation and your future? It is absolutely everything. I always say I don't know how people walk the earth without God in their life. <laughs> it is literally everything, like literally God. I just say I'm like the tool, you know, like I'm just here to do my part. Like God 
gifted me, you know, the brain and the hands to, Heal. you know, be able to do what I do. Yeah. So, but honestly, like everything revolves, like it's God literally got me to this place. And so I'm like every day, all day, I don't leave my treatment room, even though I was rushing out the door today. I literally do not leave my treatment room without like thanking God and just, you know, just being so thankful to be able to work another day. So very, very much. God is very, very, you know, everything. It's just surrounded my whole entire life. So so, so do you think that's, like, we, we talked about a lot of, with this, a lot of uh, guests that come in here. Yeah. So your purpose, like, um, everybody feels like they need to have purpose, right, in their right. life. I, I feel like that's what you need to strive to find. Right. What, what would you think your purpose is in life? So I feel like, you know, obviously I was given this gift. So to heal people, to help people, um, obviously a lot of people, and especially now, I feel like coming in, you know, it's their way of distressing and just learning about mental health and just, you know, because I try to talk to my clients about just trying to take care of yourself in all aspects, you know, your mental, your physical, you know, take care of your skin. So I feel like, you know, that's my purpose is to be here is to spread that, you know, education out to everyone else. And especially um, since, you know, my health has, you know, changed. And so now it's like, since I've been seeing a holistic doctor, like, I try to spread, spread all of that info to my clients who of like really, really take care of your bodies. So um, just because what I went through in the past few years. And so I just want everyone to also, you know, be healthy and take care of their, in, their bodies inside out. So I just feel like that would be my purpose is to help heal people, as many people as I can, inside and out. That's awesome because not only are you healing with your hands, yeah. but you're healing with your words yes so now you're you're encouraging people to not only come and get you know skin care but you're encouraging them to leave here with a healthy lifestyle also yes yeah so the I, education that you have you're educating people as they as as you work with them right yeah i definitely definitely try to encourage everyone and even just like get out exercise hike mm -hmm. i love hiking myself so I try to just encourage everyone to just even get outside. It's so good for our bodies. But you really, really hike. Yeah, like, I really I, do hike. <laughs> like, like, she really does some crazy Yeah, hikes. I love, love, love hiking. That is, like, a, if I'm not working, I'm out hiking somewhere crazy. I try to, I love hiking. That's just, like, for me, it's, like, my way of healing. And that is another way of connecting with God. I, I mean, I've gone to some really amazing places that I always say, like, there's no way, you know, that this just, came here like god put this all together here like just seeing the way a sun climbs the mountain like and it's just like such an amazing connection with god i feel like very self-reflection yes yeah like i like really dipping into nature i feel like is my church it's like connecting in with god mm -hmm. that's and and you're just you know whether you're with a couple of friends or you know by yourself which is really rare i'm mostly with people but you know, it's just, like, my way of, like, really connecting, like, to myself, connecting with God, like, nature. This is all, like, God's creation. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's, like, my way of healing mm -hmm. myself, too, right. because it's, like, you know, just being a business owner is a lot of work. It's so hard. It's so draining, and it's all amazing all at once, right? But when you're running a business, it, it can be pretty overwhelming sometimes, so... So that's like you my way to of take that time yeah. out and that moment out to yourself yeah. and to connect with 
God and even if it's on a hike. Yeah, 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 definitely. And that's where I feel like that's where a lot of my healing comes from. And I know um, most people obviously go to church and stuff like that. And I mean, usually when I hike, it's on a Sunday anyway. So that's like literally my way of like, this is like my personal connection with God, like the one-on-one, the conversation, like sometimes I'll have like conversations with myself. Yes. And just like thanking God for just like bringing this nature, you mm-hmm. know, like allowing me to be here. Well, it's tough too, as a, being an entrepreneur. So like you have to have that peace time. Yeah. And then you're also talking to your customers and, and you're going basically with them through all their stuff that they're explaining to you. Yes, so yes. So there's probably a lot of things going yes. on in your brain. you got to go out there and just, just connect with yourself. Yes. God, yeah, because you really do. <laughs> you do hear it all. You hear every. I mean, you know, it's like um, my treatment room, I would say, is like everyone's like safe keep. It's like where they go and like literally release everything. They tell you their deepest secrets that no one else knows. So you're, you know, you're, <laughs> you're getting in all those stuff. So... Definitely it's important to just kind of like, you know, just release and like literally just you with nature and just, you know, zone out completely from from the world and dip into nature and just be in nature. So that's why, you know, I love, love, love being in nature. I love hiking. So that's for that's me. That's where a lot of your great appreciation comes from. Too. Yes, definitely. A hundred percent. Yeah. And also too, it's where I make a lot of my business decisions. I'm not going to lie. A vision. That's, that's, vision comes there when you're in and your peace. Yes. Honestly, like I've made so many business decisions out on a hike. Like even if it's like um, machines I'm looking at and I will come down to the, the three that I really like and then I'm on a hike and it just hits me which one I need to get. And I'm like, boom, okay. And after literally my hike, I get on my computer and I'll order whatever. Like I literally make so many deci- like business decisions out there. So it just helps me like just really decompress. be in my brain too. Yeah, I and decompress. Like, yeah, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, um, they will have somewhere where, where they make their business decisions at. Right. I feel like mine's always when I'm in bed like half asleep. And all of a sudden I'm like fixing things in my brain of what I'm going to do when I go back in. It's kind of crazy, so that, but I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs get that. It'll be somewhere with their, their peace or wherever it's at, that's where they get it. Yeah, I think it's like when your brain is like in its relaxed state. Because that's happened yeah. to me, too, where I'm like literally half asleep and then like, boom, just like my yeah. brain gets set off. I remember waking so. up and going on my phone trying to write it on the notes. Like, oh, my God, but I'm like exhausted, like sleeping. And I was like pretty much sleeping and I solved the problem in my dream, my, in my, basically in my sleep. I'm like, what the heck? So I'll try to like text it on my phone to remember it. Yeah, that's crazy that you say that because I feel like every entrepreneur has it somewhere where it's, it's a place of peace. Absolutely, and it, again, I think that's just where when your brain is just so relaxed, then yeah. it comes to you. But during the day, it won't because you have like a thousand things that's flowing through your brain. As you guys know, like there's always things flying through your brain, so it's hard to like really think during the day until that moment. So how's over Baz? Okay, how's over Baz? We're trying to get real, like, you see, I'm sure you, you see other podcasts and other things that go on. I feel like um, there's a lot of, like, women bashing going on, right? And and uh, how we want to do is we want to show that, that women are howlers, too. That not just men are howlers, women are. I mean, there's business women. They're, they're doing a lot of things in their life. They can be howlers. Men and women are different, but they're, but they're howlers in their own way. Right. So we want to start bringing entrepreneurs women that lead in their in their industry are they're um they have their own business i mean they have to take care of their their all their own stuff right so i wanted to kind of ask you like what would your idea of a woman howler be 
A woman who has a plan, has a vision, and, you know, actually does execute. So, um, but also, too, I believe in community and not, like, feeling like I need to compete against other women. I feel like a queen leader is somebody who wants to build community because there is always room for everyone to win. So I, I, I look at that being that way, just leading with love and just helping everyone out. Like everyone can win together. And I, I, I want women to know that like it does not need to be a competition at all. There is room for everyone to win. So, yeah. That's really good. I like that you said that. Yeah. yeah. So, so, what would uh, a woman Baz be to you? How would you look at a woman Baz? And the Baz would be, like, the women that were just, like, wanting to party. And to party. not, yeah, that wasn't focused in life. So yeah. that's, I guess, what I would consider for me. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, I don't, it's, it's so hard because I don't want to bash women. But on the same token, like, I, in that way, I would say, yes, I had to let go a lot of, of friends that were, you know, not wanting to do stuff with their life and just party. Well, howlers can only stay around other howlers. They, they, they want to, like, level up together. Right. right. That's how we look at things. They're, it's kind of like you, you would have your own pack. Right. right. And, and they level up together. And you're not going to hang around bazes and just want to party and right. just live to party. That's all they want to do. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know you speak more with love. I do. So, so tell us about that then, because we have that on our list of uh, as as being a howler, you have to have love in you. You can't yeah. just have hate in you. Nothing really matters. Yeah. So tell us about that part. Yeah. Because you have, I can tell you have a lot of love in you for even what you do. Yeah. In your business. And I don't want like to hate anyone. Like I just like want everyone to love. <laughs> that's and that's, good, a, that's a great thing because, like he said, love is so huge. Uh, part of our lives it you know is. that's how people uh that's how we draw people with loving kindness we draw yeah. them you know even a howler has to have to operate in love because if we just you know angry and upset and trying to get people's attention you know they're not going to cling to that that's right. why with loving kindness we draw people yeah. You know, but that does not make us not howlers. You know, we still mean business. We still re uh, respect as respect is given, you know, and operating in love at all times, you know, especially in business. You know, you have to operate in love, but you still have to be stern also in, you know, especially when you got employees because they will run over you. Yes, <laughs> definitely. And, and yeah, I can totally see that. And I just think, though, yeah, leading with love, but also having like, yeah, you got to be stern. And, and even that's how I am, too. Like my clients even know that about me. Like I, I love everyone. I literally love everyone. I've been extremely blessed. I would say God blessed me with like such amazing, amazing. I don't even call them clients. I just call them my friends, my extended family. It's so hard to call them them a client because I literally love every single person that walks through the door so um but they they know like I have a business to run to and so they respect that like and while I love everyone they all know at the end of the day like I still have a business to run so so who has been some of your biggest clients my, <laughs> my biggest clients well I used to do celebrity work so like prior to like getting crazy busy I had a friend that hooked me in with doing some celebrity work so I used to, I started doing like the um, like award shows like I would do um, what do they call like the not the backstage but like doing where like the makeup room is and and all that like uh, I don't know there's like so many people I don't but, know what has been some like let's say a couple of your your like your wow moments wow moments um, 
Oh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> it was Hugh, Hugh Jackman and uh, it was LL Cool J. And really? Wolverine, yeah. huh? <laughs> <laughs> so actually, they were messing with me because they were tapping my back and then I was turning around and they're just like, oh no, it's him, it's him, it's him. Like, it's just messing around. Um, actually, one time too. Starstruck or something? <laughs> so inside, yes, but my friend had always told me to just be normal like just be chill because if you're normal with them they'll be normal with you um and so anyways one time too actually um uh, what's his name from the back aj from the backstreet boys so like i had to like go down grab the celebrity and go all the way back up to the gifting suites so and it was at the ritz carlton i remember it was like 50 floors because that's the very top so i'm wearing these new heels which i should have never done was wear new heels and i was i literally couldn't walk anymore like i could not walk so we're getting up the elevator and we're going like at the top and so we're talking he was really nice i literally couldn't walk anymore he literally picks me up and like takes me all the way back to the gifting suite and i was like oh my gosh thank you so much for helping me but um yeah i don't know there's just so many i feel i don't know there's there's been a lot but yeah yeah it was it fun is it was a lot of fun the after parties you know you're partying till 4 a.m but then it got to a point where it was really hard to balance both um doing um you know having to do that do the after party go home sleep and then go into my treatment room into my business and build so at one point i had to like you know, do one or the other, and so I just decided to go full force with mine. So, I how were the conversations with uh, with what was it one of the best conversations you had with the celebrity? Um, when you were doing, because I know you we, you talk. Yeah, you talk I us, do. Like, um, actually, I'm trying to remember. Like, there was a time, and I'm trying to remember which celebrity, because I just the words like really, really stuck with me. And it's probably gonna come to me later. But anyways, the words was um, to. Oh, actually, I know who it was. It was Kanye. Kanye West, huh? It was Kanye. So, and it's funny because he's such a, you know, like, not nice person or whatever. But it was actually, and I remember it was, like, in the beginning, so for me. And so I just remember, like, he went around and he was, like, talking to everybody and just, like, you know, lifting everyone up, like the makeup artist, everybody. Like he was being very nice and he wanted to get to know everyone. And at the very end, he said, he was like, you know, just keep pushing, like keep grinding, like, you know, just any noise that's around you, like just turn it off and just, you know, just keep moving in your path. So like that just really, really stuck to me. Shout out to Kanye for lifting the real one up. <laughs> I know. But um, yeah, so that's a, like really, really, you know, stuck with me but um you know with the celebrities i feel like just when you're normal with them they'll be normal with you um and so yeah they've they've all been very very nice and you know even tatiana the ufc fighter like i love her to death and we always have like the most amazing conversations and it's just normal i don't know it's just i you know you kind of just for me, I give everyone the rock star treatment. I don't care who you are. Like, I want everyone to really enjoy the treatment, have really good conversations, like, and just enjoy themselves, you know. So I, you know, just love having these amazing conversations with everyone. So, What is your, uh, where do you see your business going? Like, what is your vision for this business? How yeah, what's far? your next step? Yes. 
So I would love to get my own location, like my own building. Um, actually, the other day I just had a conversation with my rep, and they were talking about because even he was wanting to like franchise and blah 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 and so he was like you need to franchise yourself you need to franchise your business he's like you have such an amazing clientele like I know you'd be able to mold other estheticians to also grow and have amazing clientele as well and um well it sounds amazing and easy because you know yourself it you know it is hard I think though to find all these people that you could mold, but I know it's possible. But anyways, he was like, you should start a franchise someday. And, and um, I have thought about it, but you know, and it's so scary to think about it, but it's not impossible, but it seems, but it's not. It's just having to just do it and go for it. Is it, is it because you're getting comfortable though? You think now in which where you're at? Um, there's so many factors, and I think one of them, I will be honest and say, is that being a woman, I feel like because it's like I don't have a kid, so I was thinking maybe one day I would love to have a kid, and so um, I know that would probably mean scaling just a little bit back. But then I think about, like, you know, the CEO of Yahoo or, like, all these women that, you know, run these businesses and they've had kids. But obviously they've been rich and so they have, like, nannies. But And you work hard right And now, I work right? really hard. <laughs> so, like, having to scale back, you know, um, I'm just speaking into the future. I don't even have a boyfriend right now. But I'm just saying, like, if I were to, like, have a kid and stuff She's like single. that. She's <laughs> single. But, like, if I were to have a kid, I that would mean to kind of scale back. But then at that point, then I'd probably hire people to like help me then at that point you know so it has you know been a thought and and I even want to do that even before having a kid like just to have that going so um but it's just having to like place the action um but it's definitely you know and I want to do it that's like next it sounds like it would go I mean maybe the employees thing would be a little bit you know tough trying to find something that would give the same energy off to your clients as well. yeah yeah and a lot of your clients wouldn't want to go to anybody else but you most likely but mm -hmm. the thing is um they can be a new clients right the new clients exactly and I could you know teach those people those estheticians to you know, work how I work. And I know not everyone's going to work like you. And I know even my own clients say, like, I don't want no one to ever touch my face but you. So, you know, but I could mold for the new clients that would come in that's never, you know, been mm -hmm. with me that they could experience with somebody else. Because there's so many amazing women out there and amazing estheticians, you know. And you could start your own little school for people who want to learn. Yes, I've thought about that too. I have thought about that too. So there's so many things I think about and so I just need to figure out because there's like but 20 things. It's, it's, all in, it's all up here. It's all in here, you literally. Already, you already took the, the plunge one time. You, know, you, took, you took it before. I know. You're right. You're right. And that plunge was scary and I did it. And so, and I know my mom, she's very, you know, she leads with love. Um, she, you know, everything about my mom is all love and she's like so positive and optimistic and she's always like, you can do it. Like, or even my hikes, even like anything in life, she always reminds me that I could do it. And even when I, you know, don't even think that I could do something. She's like, you could do it. You're fine. That's like your thing, lead with love. Yeah. Like I can tell. Like, is that in your mission statement? It needs to be. It's not. It should be. Yeah, it really I, you know what? Not until we're talking about it right now, you're right. I, but, yeah, it's it's very true. I try to just lead with love and everything. If you, when you get your employees, that's what you're going to have to tell them. Lead yeah. with love. Yeah. You know, even because you're doing it with your hands and you're doing it with your words already. Yeah, definitely. I didn't think about that. And, and, the, and the thing is, too, about 
your business, and when you do a franchise, they have to mirror you. It's in contract and everything. Yeah. If not, you can shut them down. Mm -hmm. Even if they pay you that money they need to open up the franchise, mm -hmm. you can still cut them off because they're not doing it the way it's supposed to be done in the contract. Right. So that'd be a really good thing if you did a franchise because they got no choice now. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to be a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> As you do the way lead with love. You know? Yeah, lead with love. I yeah. like that. Yeah. So you, you talked about your mom a few minutes ago. Is she one of your biggest supporters? Because that's all the one of the questions that we love to ask. Who supported you through college, through school, through you know everything that you had, everything that you're doing now, and your accomplishments? So financially, myself, but um, but my family has been definitely my whole entire family has been a big, big, big support system. Um, everyone in my family, my brother, my sister, my mom, my dad. Um, and some of my like best friends, but my family definitely has always been that push for me, you know, and, you know, like I said, my mom, you know, she leads with love, my sister too, um, you know, my brother, everyone's very, very loving and supporting and they always just like, you know, just believe in me and just, I don't know, they always have like the right words even whenever I'm feeling a certain way, like each and every single person in my family always has the right words to say. And I'm thankful for that because I know, you know, not everyone is lucky to have that. And I feel, right. yeah. <laughs> you don't even understand yeah. the reason why. And that's so important for me to ask. I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. But a lot of people don't experience family help or family support. Right. You know, I've, ca I've came in here. Uh, podcast after podcast and I've seen and heard a few people talk about how their family has been involved in supporting them you know yeah I come from a different background it wasn't no support you're gonna do that on your own you're gonna figure it out right you know if you wasn't doing religion or Christianity that's what we're going to support we're not gonna support you know sports we're not gonna support you know whatever you know yeah. this is what we support here but you know you out on a limb you know doing what you love and you have that support system that's huge yeah and i'm super grateful for that like i think back on it and it's like you know because you I, and I hear this a lot with my clients too like well my mom and, or my family wants me to be a doctor or a lawyer or this and that and it's like that's what they are doing because their family wants them to and i'm right. so thankful that my family my parents just like you know let me figure out like what i really wanted to do and just like trusted me with that you know and just like really supported me and i think to me, like, words are so, so important. So, like, you know, even if, if my parents would have given me money to start a business, to me, I would still look back, let's say, and I would still look back and I still would be more grateful for the words than the money. Mm -hmm. So even though I wasn't financially supported in that aspect, like, I had to do that all on my own, I'm actually still really more grateful that I was able to do it and push hard on my own because I feel like you value that dollar more. Definitely. You value that hustle more because you had to, like, work hard really hard Sorry. you have to grind hard right. to do it so i'm thankful more than anything for the words that my family has always given because if it wasn't for the, those words i honestly don't know where i'd be today so honestly yeah the words are really 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 important um another thing i wanted to talk to you about so self-sacrificing is another big thing on ours so what did you have to sacrifice in order to, to do? To oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, so much. I had to sacrifice a lot. Um, a lot of time with friends. Um, definitely, like, 
couldn't party as much. Um, my friends would uh, actually make fun of me and call me the grandma of the group because I was always like leaving like at midnight or whatever before midnight because it's like I had to go to bed, you know, I had to wake up and um, be refreshed for work. And especially doing what I do for a living, like you have to, you know, look the part and be you on know, point. yeah be on point so um so I had to you know make sure that I was always you know getting my rest and not hung over I did that twice in my whole t- whole <laughs> career and oh my gosh it was the <laughs> worst days ever like the worst and I told myself okay that's it like no more being like don't do that so but that's probably a big difference from where you're at to where they're at now though yeah probably a huge difference yeah you're 14 years in the business yeah that's huge yeah you know congratulations thank you it's a lot of hard work and i continue and i and i it's it's it doesn't stop it literally um people always think like oh well you don't need to take in new clients because you're already so busy but it's like no you have to keep moving keep going you just got to keep going and keep pushing no matter where you are you just got to keep keep pushing no matter what i think that's part of like running a business no matter you know, how small or big, like you have to push hard every single day. So self-sacrificing is, I'm running a business. Yeah, it's 24-7. Yeah, so it's that's literally like I have to be, you know, if no one else shows up, Yeah. I ha- well, no one else is going to show up. So yeah. I have to show, show up. I have to be there when there's rain, sleet, snow. Wind. No matter, what tornado. Did I, what, did tornado. I tell you that, what did I tell you, remember I t- what did I tell you about running the business? Remember I told you that? Oh, before? yeah, yeah. I told him, uh, I said, man, you think, like, the realest gangster stuff you ever right. do is to own a business. business. That is the realest gangster thing he'll ever do. Because you can't cop out. You can't run. It's crazy. You know, there is no yeah. You can give up, but you can't, you know, cop out. Well, for, meaning you have yeah. to be there to open up that business. You have to be there to serve. Yeah, you do. And and even, like, I talk about, too, and that's why, like, my health is number one um, more than anything in the world now. Because if you're not there, like, your business doesn't run. And especially for me, if I'm not there, my clients can't be there, right? So um, when I shifted gears with my health, like, I... I need to make sure I'm extra, extra healthy so that I can, you know, be good to work. So I had to also shift a lot with that, too. Like, you know, uh, and you knew this about me. I was working like 12, 13 hours a day for years until it made me literally physically sick where I landed in the hospital twice. So um, I had to make shift. And then the then the pandemic hit. So then I was off for a few months. So then coming back from the pandemic, I had the chance to really change my business how I needed to for my for myself, for my business, and like really set a schedule. And I it was scary at first to make that shift because I was like, I hope my clients are going to be okay with that, you know, just because I was working like a lot of hours and it, it literally took a toll on my health. So thankfully, though, everyone was super happy. They And I just told them, you guys just need to book ahead because a lot of the time my clients would be like, oh, can I come in today or tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, come, because I love seeing everyone. So I'm like always excited to see everyone. But then like my days would run longer and not realizing your poor body is being ne- neglected, you know, it's getting not the best rest and, you know, just. It just really takes a toll on your body. So, anyways, I set a, I set a schedule coming back from the pandemic. So, I really, you know, shifted gears. I'm still working crazy hours, but I'm not working 
12, 13 hours a day. But you're doing it in a healthier way now. In a healthier way. I'll have, like, a long day here and there. So I might have, like, every other week where I'll have, like, a 12-hour day. But that's totally manageable, you know? And then the other days will be normal, which for me actually is still, like, a pretty long day. It's still, like, a 9, 10-hour day. But it's better than working the, the longer hours. So... I, like I said, I put my health completely first. And that's why I spread out to my clients, to everyone who walks, walks through the doors, like take care of your body. You know, I, I tell everyone about my holistic doctor and I'm like the whole world needs to see her. So, um, but yeah, so everything to to Carol, she's amazing. (laughs) She's in Orange County. But, um, yeah, so, and, and that's why it's important to stay healthy so that way your business can also run and be healthy, too. So it's crazy because you have to be healthy so that way your business can be healthy. Definitely. So, and that's what we don't really think I like, about. I like that, too. Yes, 100%. You got to be that's healthy huge. so your business can be healthy. Yeah, 100%. Because you're already, you're already tearing your body down you're mentally. Give, you're yeah. There's a whole different kind of uh, love aspect in, uh, in <laughs> business and health right now. Yeah, no, I, seriously. You know what I mean? I really mean that, yeah. it's And I tell everyone that who walks through my doors, like, have a lot of business owners too that walk through my doors and or doctors like everyone all kinds of people and everyone I tell them the same thing like take care of your body like truly take care of your body so that way you know whatever it is that you're doing in life like you can do it in a healthy way but especially those who run businesses that's good yeah it makes a lot of sense Because, I mean, a lot of people depend on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to go make sure you go in there and your business is running. Yeah. And they have families as well. And it's just, it's a lot It's a lot on you, but you just got to make it happen. Yeah. You know? But also, I think it sets the tone for your business as well. Like, they see you, someone who takes care of themselves and, and sees that, like, my business needs to be healthy, just like I need to be healthy. And so I think the people who work for you, too, will see that. And I think that will see good. that. Not think. You're right. Yeah. They, they will see that. Yeah. And I think that will also make even your business even even better mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so i think a healthy environment will, makes it a happier place definitely for your business it does. so what is the most important aspect in business to you Ooh, the most important aspect in business just anyway, I, I almost feel like she just said it healthy yeah <laughs> I, feel like, I, I feel like that's your thing right yeah, yeah. lead and love our health huh yep Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lead that, with love and your health. Yeah, that is very that is everything in a business. It's, yeah, it's leading in love and and, just and being healthy. Yeah, being healthy. Yeah. You, if you're not healthy, you can't run. You can't yeah. run that race of business. Yep. And and love really is like a, you know, everything in life. I feel like when you lead with love, better things happen. So yeah. A lot of business owners. And not saying every business owner, they have, you know, when they get in relationships and they have families and things like that. And, you know, they try to separate business from family or they try to, you know, manage both of them at the same time, which is, you know, you have to. And a lot of times they get mentally unhealthy, you know, not knowing how to stay healthy in business and stay healthy, you know, outside of business. Right. When yeah. You, when you're going through so much in your business, you got to be able to come home to peace. Right. Because you can't have, because no matter what, as a business owner, you have, even if you have to look the part, you're having, it's chaos all around you. Yeah. So when you go home, you want to go home to peace, because like, mm-hmm. you want to just actually have real peace and rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like that's a big, important thing that, that a business owner should have. It's hard to go home to chaos as well. You know, you don't want chaos everywhere. And it's like, I don't even want to go home. You know what I mean? Right. 
And I think that's why it's important to have a really good, loving, supporting partner, you know. So, and that's what I, like, aspire to have, you know. I think as you get older, you know, you start looking at things differently. But obviously, there's people that got married and then started a business. So, Mm -hmm. that's so different, you know. So, that might be a little challenging. So, recommendation before you go into business. (laughs) No, 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 no. Make sure that that person... Definitely. No, but like obviously you're married to that person, so that person is, uh, you know, you know, loving and supportive. That's why you married them, right? Mm -hmm. So then it should be understanding. But it's and and it's never going to be easy, like just to separate both. Like even with me with my family, thankfully they're understanding. But my family will put me in my place. Um, especially my sister, she'll be like, "Get off your phone, get off your phone," (laughs) or you know, it's just and and two of my close friends that I will allow them to put me in my place. But, um, you know, my sister always, like, keeps me grounded and just, like, makes sure I get off my phone because sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm working, 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 you know, getting back to emails or whatever it may be doing. So, and I'll do it, but then she'll be like, okay, like, you need to be, you know, like, hang out, like, be present. So she'll tell me, like, get off my phone. So I'm very thankful for that because sometimes we just get so stuck in, like, what we're doing. That's good, yeah. So I'm super thankful, you know, back to my family that, you know, they just... We'll talk. Get off. Get off your phone. And make sure that you're relevant. Make sure that you're here and not into your business. Yeah. Twenty four seven. Right. That they're bringing you back to another reality of you know let that just rest for a second, and we can give you peace also. Yes. Yeah, and I feel like I'm I'm way better now, but like yeah, for me I like to be more present with people. So that actually that is a thing for me. Like set your phone aside and like be very present, and that's how I am even with my clients in my treatment room. Like I give everyone. 100% of me. So that's what I've been trying to focus on now is just, like, trying to, when I'm off work, like, just be present, whoever I'm with, whatever. So so let me ask you another question. So um, you and your business, how do you feel about AI coming in? Do you feel any type of pressure with that coming into your business, or do you feel like it's not going to affect you at all? Well... I don't think it would affect me so much because I don't know if they would, you know, how can they have, like, my soft hands? (laughs) So, I mean, I literally keep my hands very soft. Like, people, when they shake my hands, are like, I've never, like, felt a soft hand. Well, can a machine really rub your face at the same time? You know what I mean? But it's... (laughs) Like, I'm really thinking that. Like, would they they be able to know what to put on it when they see certain blemishes or things like that? I'm I'm being realistic because AI, AI, I'm not not worried about AI taking over uh, my business. Because they're talking about the robots driving trucks and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, Trucks, that's fine for us, but we're um, us fixing them, right? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of trades in business... Um, you don't have to really worry about the AI taking over. Like, I mean, they're taking over at McDonald's. There's not going to be no employees in there. So right. like, there's already one that, that's about to kick off. And um, there's going to be one employee in there, and, and everything else is being made by AI. But I don't think anything would have to do with you because it's a human face they're touching. Right. So I feel like you have nothing to worry about. But within three to five years, it's supposed to be, like, really big taking over everything yeah on on my end i don't i'm not worried because it's like when i'm with a client like i i i'm all about yeah well i'm all about feeling so as soon as someone gets you know lays in there and like i literally i'm like feeling the face before i even get started on a facial 
and I will feel the texture, you know, and just see the skin. I'm like examining before I even start my facial because I need to know what I'm working with and, you know, do. So I definitely think that I will be safe from that. So Yeah, it's a trade. That's what I'm, I, I'm even thinking too. Like a lot of trades, people will be safe in still. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, a. Uh, warehouse workers and right like and a lot of people are going to be like me anyway like i'm i'm gonna be in a drive-through i need a i need some customer service you know yeah i don't need a a machine you know because the default net you know them missing out missing messing my order up and then right. you have to wait for the drive-through person to come over here to help you i think this is going to have to it's going to be a long time till they can get a real clear you know picture taking us away from customer service one-on-one you know, it's going to do a lot to, you know, to uh, people. Yeah, actually, and you saying that, I feel like that's going to cause a lot more, like, mental health issues because there's not going to be, like, that one-on-one, you know, connection. Like, because, you know, there's, for example, like, someone who might live alone and work from home and doesn't see anyone, and then they're excited when they go to Starbucks just right. to get a coffee, and they're just excited to see someone, and you know? And talk to them. Yeah, and just like, oh, how's your day? Like, they just want to say anything to them because they just want to see someone. 100%. So I think... You know, because even having like little short conversations or if you go to the gas station, just seeing someone else like makes people happy. Right. So I think that they would, don't even have to say anything. Right. So I think <laughs> that they would it would cause, I think, a little more chaos and just like, you know, so many other issues if it would just be like a robot world. So I'm hoping that it fails so much that that's not going to happen in the aspect of like, you know, fast food places right. and warehouses and things like that. I think that'll be a great thing. But on the same token, I, I mean, agree. everyone in needs a job. Yeah, a lot of people are going to be losing jobs, and a lot of people are going to be wanting to do some type of trade. They're going to have no choice to be forced into it. But then where's everyone going to go? Yes, that's the, that's the part yeah. that everybody's worried about right now. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, have you? I've been reading up a lot about it, and I've been seeing a lot of things about it, and a lot of um, financial people are, are speaking about it because a lot of jobs are just supposed to just end. Where they already have warehouses where there's not there's no employees whatsoever and then there's one man wow. watching everything and, and they're taking over everything but they haven't like went across the whole United States yet really yeah wow. it's, it's already happening it's I'm, just um, they have robots in in down south and I used to work at Smucker's peanut butter and jelly in 2003 and 2004 I wow. walked into a big room and I seen a robot going straight and palletizing boxes. Wow. Yeah, this, this has all been AI. Yeah. I didn't right. even know this that was already going on. Since oh. 2003, 2004. I'm old, yeah. But <laughs> no, I mean... In, I highly doubt it. Well, in, in New York, they uh, they already they just announced, was it yesterday, that um, they have the AIs out there now. They have a spot. It's a dog that no walks way. around. Yeah. And they have um, the, like the little, like little R2-D2s running around just recording people. No so way. yeah, so they can find it, and, and they shoot the AI darts on cars that, that don't that have like, um, what is it, uh, like the paper license plate? Like they just bought the car, so they are, they start shooting the AI darts at it. So it's it's already st- it started in New York with that. Wow. But um, they're they're doing AI on everything. They're trying to do it on everything right now. It's a it's a big thing. Everybody's talking about it right now, right? Because wow. there's a lot of jobs that are just going to end. 
So I, but I, that's why I wanted to bring that up to you in your business because I feel like you don't have anything to worry about. Thankfully. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, yeah. Because, I mean, that's going to be a big liability of an AI, you know, massaging your face and like putting putting the right things on That would face. be just so weird. weird. I don't I, want no robot touching <laughs> my face. I don't even like people touching my face. Can you imagine? Well, they, like, have feelings. they don't know how hard it's going to feel on them, how much right, it hurt them. Right. They don't know anything. Right. You know? Yeah. That would definitely be an yeah. awkward facial yeah. And then, like, no one talking. Yeah. Or well, anything. I mean, how are they going to know what to do to, to your do. face? To do, yeah. You know? That, to me, So I feel like you're strange. safe in that. Yeah. Thankfully, I'm very <laughs> lucky to be safe. I, I didn't actually really think about that, but, yeah, you're right. I am yeah. safe, thankfully. <laughs> okay. You want to tell people where we can, where they can locate you at or how they can get in touch with you before we close out? So I'm on Instagram, Skin by Rose. I'm actually located in Corona off of McKinley. So... My um, link to my booking site is on there, and the address is on there, too. But I'm in Corona, California. How's over Baz? How's over Baz? Thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having Pleasure. me. I feel so lucky. Yay. <laughs> <laughs>